to another episode of Hour of Healing, where each week we talk about life-changing and thought-provoking topics that is geared at bringing healing to you at various aspects of your life, whether it be through your career, your health physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Today, friends, we are talking about nutrition, ingredients, and exposure to chemicals as in our consumption. And joining us today is our dear friend, Duan Gavo. For those of you who are new to the show, Duan was with us a few weeks ago where he, uh, through the grace of God, was able to share with us his um, very powerful life journey uh, to a healthy lifestyle. Uh, he had shared with us um, some uh, measures that he needed to go through or some obstacles he needed to overcome in order to achieve the healing that he was seeking for. And he is in a good place for that. So today we hope that with our conversation, you will be able to get some uh, much needed insight on the nutrition that you put in your body and the chemicals that you expose yourself to. Well, Duan, thank you for joining us uh, again on the show. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure last time. So thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're talking uh, mainly about the all-important topic of processed foods, ingredients, chemical exposures. And I think this is uh, such a huge and a massive topic, but we'll do our best to try to kind of um, navigate the conversation to bring as much healing to our uh, listeners. Because, you know, the, the truth is that um, whatever we put in our body um, matters so much so, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. And so um, I, I remember in, uh, in scripture, it says that nothing that comes out of a person defiles them, but what goes into them. And now there are theologians, there are pastors who have spent their life explaining this, so I'm not here to preach on this matter. But the truth is, whatever we are putting in our body does have so much impact on what the outcome or its effects on our life is. And so um, we, whenever you talk about ingredients or chemicals, you talk about um food products, processed foods, non-processed foods. Um, right now, there is a huge emphasis on organic foods and things of that nature. So we will do our best to go through uh, some of these things and be able to help um, our listeners. So let's start from here because every time as a provider, I'm talking to patients and we start talking about healthy eating, healthy dieting and things of that nature. The first thing they talk about is labels, labels. So let's dive right in, Doan. How do we go about reading food labels? And then we will uh, go from there. So I think the, the main thing, the most important thing, the thing that gets me excited is that people even recognize that there are labels. I feel, like, I feel like when I was in my most unhealthiest moment in my life, I never looked at a food label. I just mm -hmm. looked at, does it taste good? Does it look good? I would fall for a lot of the marketing tricks, the most colorful, 
mm-hmm. you know, the most, uh, those catchphrases, you know, low fat or, or um, you know, natural. And so some of these terms that they put as marketing, um, try to look past all of that and turn that, that box or that, you know, that, that item to the side and look at that food label. That's the first step, I feel like. And so once you are looking at the food label, there's going to be a lot of information and, and don't get overwhelmed. <clears throat> I think just really the focus is to zoom in on um, each, each item and maybe you have a particular focus. For example, me, I'm looking at things like, you know, how much fat is in there, uh, how much sodium is in the product, how many carbohydrates is in there. And now they've added this feature where they show the total sugar. And I think that's very important because you want to look at how much sugar they're adding to it. So you have total sugar and then you have added sugar. And those are sugars that they're physically adding to the product to be uh, making it taste better. Or So you do want to um, distinguish between natural sugars versus um, um, included sugars or added sugars. And lastly, um, not really lastly, but another one is <laughs> there's a lot to a food label, but as you're walking down, then you have protein. You know, I, I think protein is a very important macronutrient. Um, I think, uh, as you look at protein, um, it's important for the body. And so you want to try to maybe look at foods that do include some type of protein, uh, that's lower in carbohydrates. And um, depending on your goals, you might be looking at the fat percentages. Um, next, I would say the ingredients. The ingredients are so important when you're looking at a label. Um, it's so funny, a short little story. My son uh, was taking a little bit of nutrition in his uh, fifth grade class. And he came home and he said, guess what my teacher told me? My teacher told me that if sugar is in the top three ingredients, that is a dessert. (laughs) 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 And that is so true because when you're, when you're reading a label and there's sugar in the top, let's say three or five items, that, that is a red flag to me. And that is uh, leaning towards more of a dessert than an actual food. Mm. Um, Mm. So I think the ingredients matter because for example sugar has over 70 different names and so when you're looking at the ingredients and you're trying to distinguish you know i'm trying to watch out for sugar uh for example you know you might want to figure out what those other 70 plus names for sugar is and if those are in the top ingredients you're eating something that is like a dessert Um, the next piece to a label, I would say, is reading those ingredients. I know a lot of times for me, if there's an ingredient I can't read, <laughs> you know, there, there's one that's this really long word, and I'm not quite sure what it means. Or another red flag is if there's 50 ingredients, if there's, if there's 50 ingredients to it, that, that to me speaks to that is highly processed, that it's had to add a lot of different things if we think back to ingredients for recipes, for example, we're only adding a few ingredients to make this, uh, this dish, for example. But when you're looking at labels and there's 50 ingredients, that should be something that sticks out to you. And it's like, okay, let me look a little closer and see what each of these ingredients are. And 
if I can't read them or if it's not a natural, um, um, you know, ingredient, that might stick to me that this is highly processed uh, and this might not be the best thing to be eating. Wow. Wow. So that's a lot to unpack there. And I'm <laughs> going to try to kind of uh, decipher uh, that, uh, everything there. So I, um, my next question is really about processed foods and natural foods. Um, and then we will go about the organic foods and things like that. But there are a few things that you mentioned that, that I want to give uh, for completeness. I want to give our audience some information about. So um, these in ingredients uh, that you're talking about really or the labeling uh, of uh, food products. The reason why it's important to really look at the food products is that every um, consum uh, a company or anyone who produces any food products have to go through what we call uh, verification. Um, there are, I believe, three main um, agencies in the United States that deal with food items. And so we have the FDA, the EPA, and I believe it's the uh, U.S. Um, DA. Uh, DA, yes, USDA. Thank you. And so uh, these three organizations really, though they all kind of work in tandem, they have very specific roles that they play. And um, for FDA, for instance, they regulate most of human and uh, animal food, but their role is uh, very specific, making sure that what you are going to eat is not toxic or is um, not harmful to your health. They don't encompass everything else. Um, the EPA is more about um, uh, uh, protecting human health and the environment. And so they regulate uh, pesticides and things of that nature. Um, and then obviously USDA with agriculture. I say all these um, because if you're reading a food label or if you buying something, let's say from the stand, that does not have all three regulatory bodies, that means that already you are putting yourself at risk because FDA is not going to uh, kind of manage pesticides in your food, for instance. So talking about what you're saying about the labels that you can't read, it might be something that is actually genetically toxic to you. And I think uh, that goes to tie into what you were sharing with us uh, a few weeks ago about eliminating things from your diet that you realize that there were certain food items that when you consumed, it, it was causing you to have reactions. It was causing you to not feel well. So because those had components that were genetically not uh, uh, agreeing with you. And so thank you for that. But let's dive in into um, natural, organic, and processed foods. This is a broad topic. So just try. <laughs> just try to shed some light on some of these things uh, for us, Duan. Well, there's one philosophy that I took in when I started looking at ingredients. There is, you know, really bad ingredients. So you have bad, then you have, these are okay. You know, these, these are all right. They're not the best. They're not the worst, but they're kind of somewhere in the middle. And then you have great, you have these really good options. And so that kind of helped me categorize, you know, each ingredient that I'm looking at, or um, if it's natural or organic, I can start placing them into these different buckets of, is it really bad? 
Is it somewhere in the middle? It's an okay option or is it really good and it's going to be great for my body type of thing? And so as you look through ingredients, natural to me, that by definition means it's God made. It's, it's, it's something that naturally that humans did not have to do, um, that, um, uh, you know, it was made, it was uh, made by God. We didn't have to process it. We didn't have to do anything. Now, there is some tricks that you got to watch out for. <laughs> the word natural, the word natural is, it was supposed to be intended to be God made, right? But uh, things like natural flavorings, kind of getting back to what you're saying, which there might be uh, chemicals or pesticides that they use to get it into its natural, quote unquote, form that you have to watch out for. So when it says natural flavorings or something like that, that that's kind of a red flag to me. But if it is natural, you know, for example, um, a watermelon's natural, right? Or something like that. Now, when you start talking about a watermelon without seeds, now you're talking about, well, now it's genetically modified. They've, they've done something to it and taken it out of its natural state and they've breeded these watermelons in a certain way where it doesn't have seeds. So mm -hmm. natural is kind of a tricky area to talk about nowadays because a lot of things can be natural, God made, but then humans have kind of manipulated them over time. Then you get into organic. Um, organic is one of those best options. If you can get organic, that is the best. That means you're getting something that's natural, mm. uh, typically. Um, uh, if it's not processed, but if it's, uh, uh, let's say, a, a fruit or a vegetable that is organic or, or meat, um, there's something that's natural, but then also it doesn't have hormones or pesticides or things like that that's added to the foods. Um, that is going to be in that best category. And so um, natural is kind of more in the middle ground. It could be good or uh, bad in some cases. But then you get into uh, synthetic, just flat out. This was made by humans. Mm -hmm. Humans uh, made it themselves. It's chemically made. Uh, like I said, it kind of gets into those terms where I might not be able to even read it. That uh, or it has. It's kind of one of those situations like sugar, where it has seventy-five different names. That means that humans have taken these natural sugars and changed them to different states. Uh, for example, high fructose corn syrup was one that I was really watching out for. Um, that means that in terms, that means it's still sugar. It's just processed by humans and um, uh, to give it an ultra sweet flavor so you enjoy it. Um, and so you got the bad, the ultra processed synthetic foods. You got kind of the middle which you want to try to get natural foods, but it kind of depends how much processing was it done to be natural. And then you have organic, which is the, the in my mind, the best option and you're, you're trying to get most of. Wow. wow. Thank you for that. Uh, you know, um, and this is where my skeptical nature comes in uh, when we talk about food, because I deal with this at least uh, three, four, five times a day each week. <laughs> Um, so the, the part that really gets me about uh, organic 
um, is, uh, let's say when you talk about meat, for instance, uh, we all know that with plants, if we talk about organic, that means they didn't use any fertilizers and things of that nature. But with meat, for instance, uh, sometimes people market these things out there that they say, oh, this is um, grass-fed meat, um, uh, this is... But then the grass had fertilizer that they used. They had all these other um, uh, chemicals that they used to help the grass grow. I mean, mainly because demand is very high. So sometimes the issue of mass production uh, becomes a question. So that's kind of where it gets me a little bit that, okay, I get it. I'm buying grass-fed meat, which we needless to say are very expensive. Um, but I tell people all the time to eat healthy here in America to these days is very, very expensive. Um, but then all these things that were used to um, in rearing these animals had chemicals in them. So am I really getting the organic that I hope I was getting? <laughs> what do you have to say to that? <laughs> so you, you're, you're exactly right. Um, I think that's why I kind of get back to you have bad options, you have these kind of middle ground, okay options, and then you have the best option possible. So back to your example, uh, let's say meat, for example. Uh, you have the, the, the worst, it's like they're getting hormones, they're getting, uh, you know, like you said, they're eating from, um, um, you know, uh, the pesticides in the grass that they're eating. Um, and uh, I'm allergic to um, certain foods and they, for example, beans, for example, soy, they will feed it corn and soy and things like that to the, to the cattle. And then, so that would kind of lean into that bad category. Now you start talking about organic. Okay. So they're eating natural foods Okay, they're eating grass or they're eating these type of things. There's not necessarily, you know, you're not, if, they're, if they have pesticides in the grass, mm. you're, they're not going to have to disclose that. Mm. So the best option, so let's talk about the best option. The best option would be, you know, where the source of the food is coming from. You know that it was eating grass and then also it was grass finished. So there is a point where they will say grass fed, but then at the end of the cattle's life, they'll, they'll load it up with corn and soy and all these other GMO type foods. And so it is kind of a marketing um, thing you got to kind of watch out for. They're real tricky with marketing just because they said it was grass fed. That doesn't not mean that it was grass finished and that doesn't mean that there was other chemicals involved. So the best option is to know where your cattle's coming from, where it's being slaughtered, and where that meat is coming from. That is the best option. Absolutely. So, thank you for that. I know that was a tough question. <laughs> it is tough. Yeah. So um, I know uh, we have made uh, mention of um, pesticides and th uh, chemicals and things like that. So I want to kind of take a, a pause and um, kind of explain uh, the idea behind these to our audience, um, because I don't want anyone uh, listening to us and then heading out there saying that we, we just sat here telling them about all these chemicals that we put in um, uh, food and things like that. So um, when it comes to food um, uh, production that is growing food and uh, specifically plants and things like that, um, we mentioned these pesticides, not because they, the um, producers of these crops 
have a bad or ill intention uh, towards its consumers. So I want our, our listeners to be clear on that. But uh, there is this um, idea uh, referred to as the plant incorporated protection, which um, is mainly reg regulated by EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency uh, here in the US. And what they do is um, uh, PIP, which is plant incorporated uh, protectants, actually are chemicals uh, like pesticides and things of that nature that farmers will use to prevent these crops or these plants from being infected with diseases and fungi and things of that nature. So I want our audience to be clear that we're not saying that these um, producers of these crops have ill will when they're using pesticides and things like that. Uh, I always want to make sure that there is clarity so that uh, our audience know where we're coming from. So uh, we we have um, uh, spoken a bit about these uh, the the bad, the middle ground, and the very good. Uh, um, so what are some, I know we talked about processed foods and things like that, and as I mentioned uh, earlier, it's expensive uh, when you want to go the route of the very good. Um, so what are some alternate healthy um, uh, substitutions that people can start making this is our of healing. We all about how people uh, get the best um, possible outcome for what they are hearing. So how do people um, go about making this transition where they're not breaking the bank to afford a, a three square meal or a, a daily meal, but at the same time, they um, eating things that will be healthy for them and uh, things of that nature. So when I, like I said, when I started my journey and I started really looking at foods and trying to make those better options, uh, you know, starting from ground zero, I think first and foremost is cook your food. You know, I think, you know, when you go out to eat, you're going to get highly processed fast food or something like that. So let's take that out the way. We, we've decided we want to cook our food. Mm -hmm. Then it kind of gets to you want to shop on the outer areas of the store. When you're in the middle of the store, you're going to have the highly processed foods that are in boxes and bags. And, and those things are going to have, like we said, those ingredients that's in 20, 30, 40, 50 ingredients. When you're talking about single ingredient foods that is God made, your body knows what to do with it. Um, that is going to be your better option right off the bat. Um, I think it is very affordable to buy fruits, vegetables, and meat. If you just went on the outer areas of the store and focused on getting quality single ingredient foods and making that decision that you're going to cook at home, right off the bat, you're going to see a huge improvement in your health. Um, then as you're trying to tweak and fine tune things, you can look, for example, uh, blueberries, for example, you can look in the blueberry section and be like, well, there's one that might have pesticides um, or there might be one that's more organic. Okay, am I willing to pay the extra dollar to get the organic version? Now, me personally, when I'm, when I'm weighing those type of decisions, um, I'd rather pay for the food <laughs> than pay my doctor later because I am <laughs> eating maybe too many chemicals. And so I, I think, you know, when you're looking at the cost, yes, it can be expensive if you went all organic, 
but there are foods that are more likely to have pesticides than others. Uh, I did a quick Google and said, what are the foods that have the most pesticides? And things like berries and things like that showed up on the list. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, in that category, uh, when I buy berries, I'm going to buy the organic version because I know those foods are known to have high pesticide levels. Wow. And so you're kind of breaking it down into small chunks and you're making small decisions based on that one individual food. But I think right off the bat, like I said, if you're getting single ingredient foods that are God made, that our body knows exactly what to do with if we eat it, you're making the healthier choice right off the bat. So I I have to stress that, you know, there is that um, good option. You know, it's not the great, but it is good. And those good options are going to be single ingredient foods. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. And um I, I, I did um, want to, you did mention a few times uh, that um, single ingredient foods that our body knows what to make of it. And I wanted to, in my opinion, when you refer to that, and uh, please feel free to correct this if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, when we talk about highly processed foods, uh, you have so much chemicals in there that from a scientific standpoint, whenever you consume them, your body has a hard time dealing with the amount of chemicals that really is part of the food that sometimes you actually not gaining the nutrients that you took that food item for because your exactly. body is so um, kind of um, engaged in uh, dealing with the chemicals. And so you really not gaining the nutrients or the benefits from that item. Uh, is you that ex- kind of what it is? You are exactly right. So there are anti-nutrients. There are things that, yes, it might say it has this much vitamin C or A or D or B, and but there's also anti-nutrients in it. So when you eat this highly processed food, yeah, they're marketing that it has all these vitamins. And cereal is the perfect example. Mm. You got this cereal that has 100% of vitamin C and vitamin A and B and all this stuff, you look at the new, the uh, label and it says all these vitamins, but then it has a hundred ingredients and those other ingredients are going to counteract those vitamins and you won't absorb, absorb any of it. It will just go through your system and it, it will cause more damage than actually helping and heal the body. And so you are exactly right. Um, you have to watch out for these anti-nutrients that are in these highly processed foods and you're going to have a net negative reaction to it when you do eat it correct correct thank you thank you so much for the clarification and um i know we started on the premise of uh cook your food um and uh, i just a, a word of caution there is also the idea of overcooking uh your food products and so i want our, our listeners to also be aware of that um, because uh, some people will uh, take um, just, let's say, a potato, for instance. And then, I mean, I once had someone tell me they cooked their potatoes for almost an hour. And I said, well, first of all, you're spending too much gas money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the second issue is uh, you're probably overcooking it. And so when you overcook food, the idea of overcooking really is that you're cooking it to the point where uh, you're losing nutrients in there. And I think this is actually a very fascinating phenomenon because every nutrient that is in any food, whether natural or processed food, 
has a, a temperature set point at which that will um, kind of uh, become irrelevant. And I think that's also something that people don't realize. Um, and I, I, I say that because a, a lot of chemicals, a lot of the uh, things that we use to preserve food have a higher temperature set point than the actual nutrients in the food. And so if you get in a lot of processed foods, you cook in it longer because you want it to be good for you. But by the time you're probably ready to consume it, you have kind of um, uh, nullified all the nutritional benefits that you will get from them. But yet the chemicals, because they have a higher temperature scent point, uh, you're still going to be exposed to those things. And so I think that's a phenomenon. Uh, that is uh, an incredible thing uh, when you think about it. Uh, well, the one uh, I... Uh, I I like to take a scientific approach and look at one ingredient at a time. And it kind of gets back to what I talked about last time. If I can isolate that one ingredient, does it have a positive reaction or a negative reaction to me? And also on top of that, if I don't know what the ingredient is, you know, research it. You know, uh, for example, I, um, I'm not endorsing this app necessarily, but I use an app called Yucca, I think, Y-U-K-A. But you can scan the foods and it'll tell you if it has hazardous chemicals in it. And so there's tools out there that can help you to figure out what are these, these foods that uh, are processed, are they harmful? And then also there's one other point that I would like to make is that, yes, uh, this one food might be regulated and it says that this one food is not toxic to you, let's say. But the way foods are designed now, they're very addictive. And if you eat multiple things with that same chemical in it, they're not really regulating. You can't eat all of these different foods. So at, when you eat all of them, you're getting a toxic dosage of those foods. And so you have to really watch out for that. You have to be careful because, yes, this one food might be okay, but now you've compounded it and you've eaten 10 of them. And now you're at that toxic level and you're going to experience uh, ill will, you know, health um, issues and things like that. So uh, just be careful and be mindful and research these foods. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, uh, Duan, for joining us today. Um, the last point that you made there really is a very interesting um, uh, point because uh, even in medicine, we do have the, um, the concept of uh, something we call polypharmacy, that taking one medication might be all good and well, but when you take multiple medications because of chemical compositions in there, uh, they may become more toxic to you than um, uh, beneficial. So um, I think that will be a, an interesting topic that we will be able to explore next time if uh, God permit for us to be able to um, continue this conversation. But um, before we... Um, wrap up i want to share with our dear uh, listeners that uh, uh, our goal here is not to scare you or to deter you from enjoying what you uh, want to enjoy or the food products that you want to eat but the truth is that 
everything that you do uh, part of the uh, the premise of this podcast is to bring an awareness to you because contrary to popular belief what you do not know can actually harm you and I keep emphasizing that because if you do not know the nutrients or the ingredients in the processed foods that you are consuming that can become the very thing that uh, deteriorates your health to the point where at a young age you will be in your body feeling as though you are much older than you are so uh, friends I want to encourage you that be mindful of these things pay attention to what you're consuming because as I said what goes into a man or a woman is what corrupts their body. God bless you so much for joining us today um, as we looked at this all-important uh, food ingredients and consumption of chemicals. I know we didn't get that uh, time to go much in-depth about chemical exposures, but God willing, we will be bringing you that part on the part two section of this conversation. Again, I am your weekly host, Joe Debra. And our guest today was Duan Gavel, who is a native of Missouri. He has spent um, all his life here. He is a software engineer by training and also a very um, fa- family-oriented um, young man. God bless you all, and thank you for sharing with your loved ones. We will see you same time next week as we bring you another thought-provoking and life-changing topic. Bye-bye.